Hello everyone, welcome back to the More Than Headlines news series. This is our third episode of Manchina History or Food Immigrant Restaurant Series. As one of the main philosophies behind this podcast, we believe that the food culture is not only a display of dishes, but also a complex and intertwined history of culture, politics, religions, and business operations. In this podcast series, we will meet different immigrant restaurant owners from a diverse range of culture in North America at the intersection of food diversity, family-run business operations, and learn the unique history behind every owner's immigrant story. I'm Yolanda, the podcast coordinator, and I work with Justin, our project lead of the interview series. Justin, I've heard that you've shifted your focus to South Asia this time. That's a region I'm not very familiar with, but I'm truly curious about it. Could you please share your experience of interviewing Himalaya, the owner of an Indian restaurant? I'm eager to learn more. Nice seeing you, Yolanda. Yes, it is a completely new restaurant and culture that we are discussing tonight. So this time, the restaurant that I interviewed is called Himalaya Restaurant. Located on the hustling main street of Vancouver, where a lot of small restaurants and businesses are located, the Himalaya Restaurant has a pretty simple and modern design. When I walked into it, I was astonished by how all kinds of the colorful and shiny Indian bakery were stuffed in a long array of buffet tables. With rhythmic Indian music, I continued walking and saw the owner, Manjit. After 40 years, Himalaya remains home for the Pabla family and becomes a fixture in Vancouver's Little India. That's wonderful. I'm excited to delve into the personal stories of the restaurant owner. Would you like to share Himalaya's immigrant story with both our audiences and me? Well, Himalaya has a long history back in India. Manjit is the third generation in the business. He told me that their business started in India by his grandfather, and that his dad arrived in Canada in 1972 in search of better opportunities under the Pierre Trudeau administration. As new immigrants, the family struggled in figuring out what to do because he was from a different country and culture altogether. The family first started working in farms and doing volunteer work here and there, just like other immigrant families. Sometimes they would come to the Indian temple to connect with the larger Indian community in Vancouver. The family first started volunteering in the temple with some cooking work because they had experience making sweets and bakery back in India. Gradually, people were amazed at how professional their skills were in making traditional and delicious Indian bakery, and they were often asked by other Indian immigrants if they could make sweets and other pastry for the Indian weddings in Vancouver. At the end, due to popular demands, Manjit's father and grandfather decided to open a combination of Indian bakery and restaurants as an event and catering space for social gatherings too. Therefore. Manjit recalls a lot of his childhood memory from the restaurant. We've been working since little kids whenever we took conscious, he said. We were doing odd jobs because the family or mom and dad, even my uncles, all worked together. This place was so busy. That's an interesting journey of how the family got there. Perhaps it is the deep sense of belongings that has inspired Himalaya to continue cooking Indian food with the passion. Interestingly, I've had the opportunity to try some Indian cuisine in Singapore myself. As India is one of the ethnic groups in the CNIO race model, Indian food is quite prevalent there. 
I must admit, the spicy flavors have always appeared to me. Among the various Indian dishes, I find curries and butter chicken to be particularly impressive. I'm curious to know if Himalayas restaurant offers these popular dishes, or perhaps any other specialties. Could you provide some insights? Of course. What Himalaya mainly offers would be Indian street food, pastries, and traditional Indian sweets. Along the long buffet table that displays a huge variety of colorful Indian pastries, according to Majid, some of the most iconic ones are Jalab Jamon, which are fried orbs of dried milk dipped in honey, Jalabi, which is another type of sweet in bright orange pretzel shape, and it tastes very chewy. Lastly is Burfei, which are lightly yellowed pastry bars of dense milk topped with nuts. Beside the pastries and sweets. There are also lots of dishes that Himalaya offers, such as the curry, the samosa,、uh, another type of fried pastry with fillings in potatoes, onions, peas, and meat. Other dishes would be the tandoori dishes, for example, which is an Indian high heat cooking method of meat, as well as all kinds of bakeries such as parathas and bajura. Oops, I think I might lost the tracks a little bit. Anyways. Himalaya offers one of the most delicious and authentic Indian dishes for the South Asian community in Vancouver. Those are all delicious dishes, and I've never tried some of them. Again, there is definitely a strong connection between food and culture. I'm curious to know if Himalaya shared any insights about how his own culture has influenced his passion for food. Did he mention anything about this? Well, that's an interesting question. I think the culture or Indian heritage didn't necessarily spark Manjit's passion for food and the restaurant. However, it is more linked to how the family environment really acted as an impetus for Manjit's passion for Indian food and influenced him to continue operating this family restaurant. Manjit did mention a lot about the power of family in the restaurant operations. He told me that they didn't hire much outside staff. Instead, they called on the family, the father. Mother, uncles, aunties, cousins, and even more relatives who later on immigrated to Vancouver, which is why he said Himalaya could always stand together and stand ahead. In addition, Majid also explains that the mission of the family is always to provide a hub for the Indian enclaves around the Main Street area in Vancouver. Saying quite proudly, Majid explained to me that he would see many people bring their guests or relatives from India to the restaurant when they just got off the plane. So yes, they wish to give new immigrants a feeling of home and hopefulness when they are homesick or would like to meet more people using the power of culture food. I guess that might answer your question of how culture influenced his passion for food preservation and restaurant operations. Definitely, on a macro scale, it's also interesting to know that the Indian diaspora community is known for its strong unity worldwide. I've often pondered the reason behind this phenomenon, and I'm starting to form some ideas now. I wonder if having a common language such as English helps Indian individuals feel less foreign when integrating into North American society. I guess English serves as a source of support, potentially reducing their anxiety during the integration process. Is that right? 
Also, I think waves of migration have played a significant role in shaping the Indian diaspora. As Indians have migrated to different parts of the world, communities have formed, resulting in a sense of solidarity. This shared experience of leaving their homeland and adapting to new environment create a strong bond among the Indian diasporic community. Moreover, it is possible that uni- unity within the Indian diaspora is strengthened by the presence of shared cultural values. Similarity in family values, respect for elders, and social connections serve as pillars that foster a strong sense of community. India abroad actively engage in culture celebrations, establish organizations, and participate in various community initiatives. These platforms allow individuals to connect, share experience, and maintain a strong bond despite geographic distances. Justin, from your conversation with Majid, did he mention any challenges that his family met as an immigrant? Yes, quite a lot at first, actually. Majid told me that there's always racism back then when the family just came to Vancouver and decided to open a restaurant. In the 1970s and even the 1980s, Majid remembered as a teenager while hopping out in the store that people of non-Indian heritage didn't really welcome the presence of an Indian restaurant in their community. He recalled how some people purposefully hold noses while walking past the restaurant or speak quite mockingly to them when they refer to the Indian dish terms such as curry. But it's getting better now when people gain more knowledge about the different cultures, he said. As immigrants ourselves, we've all had that kind of experience, but I'm sure it was much harder for Magic's family in the 1970s. Now, the last question of the day. Is there anything about food culture that's lost in Vancouver that Benjit wishes to receive? Quite optimistically, Benjit believes that there's nothing that's ever lost in the Vancouver food culture. It's only gained and has been growing. He wishes to let everyone know that Himalaya doesn't offer fancy but tasty food, and most of them are home recipes. And Indian food is more than a single dish of butter chicken. However, one interesting perspective that Magic gives is on the food maker's immigration in Vancouver. He explains that the immigration requirements are sometimes so strict that they bear many outstanding food makers from coming and supporting themselves in Canada simply because they don't have enough educational background. And he does wish to see more traditional food makers coming to Canada and proudly share their cultures in the future. In fact, more than 40 years ago, the Pablo family brought the authentic Indian pastry and sweets from more than 10,000 kilometers away, and made it possible for more Indians in Vancouver to enjoy their cultural delicacies. Nowadays, the pastry and sweets play a special role in the business, the family, and the local South Asian community. Thank you again for inviting me, Yolanda, to this great episode as part of the Munching on History series. Food is always a perfect way of discovering a new culture, meeting new friends, and connecting with your family. 
Thank you again for your listening, and we will continue to discover and enjoy the beauty of authentic food culture, immigrant story, and history. Please stay tuned for our future episodes at Youth Peace Symposium.